Goodbye, the university. Welcome to our fourth installment of our Neglected Manifesting Skills course, which is all about learning how to receive the goods that we have ordered from the universe. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks the hard part of manifesting is creating what we want, but that's not the hard part, because <laughs> that's not our part. <laughs> that's the universe's job. It does it really well. It does it automatically in response to whatever desires we have. So whatever we want, it's already there, just waiting for us to be able to let it in. <laughs> and that's the part we often don't focus on really well. We think we have to create that pile of money or find a way for it to get to us. But you guys, that's already done. The work for us is to know how to receive it, to allow it, how to be an energetic match to it. It's one thing to want something that's super cool and amazing and fabulous, but it's another to be able to receive it. That wanting and the receiving, those are two different vibrations. Just like how the question and the solution are two different frequencies, it's the same thing here. And a lot of times we just neglect to practice, let alone master, the receiving vibration. And I know a lot of people, I've had many clients who think that's not an issue for them. <laughs> They'll be like, watch me receive the lottery win. <laughs> Try me right now. I will show you how good I am at letting the money in. <laughs> but there's a reason for all the statistics of how many heirs burn through their inheritance and how many lottery winners blow through the cash because they haven't yet learned how to be with money in that way that they're not used to. They know how to want it and they might know how to work for it, but knowing how to be with it, to allow it, to receive it, that's a skill that we sometimes neglect. So it really is a thing to get up to speed with all the things that you've ordered up throughout your life. And this challenge in receiving the stuff that we want most, I think it can happen for a variety of reasons. <sighs> Worthiness comes to mind. Like we each have a threshold of what we feel worthy of. And much of what we want requires us to expand that threshold. A lot of people think they don't have this, but we'll talk about some signs of whether or not you do. Um, so along those same worthiness lines, sometimes we're just uncomfortable having it better than everyone else does. Like we don't know how to have it super good when others aren't also having it super good. And I think sometimes we see evidence of that when everyone who says the first thing they'll do when they manifest the money and they name someone that group or cause they're going to give it away to. I think that's a sign of some worthiness that might be lacking. Um, and it also could just be general. It all depends on how it feels, right? And that's part of what, what the art of this is, is really knowing the feelings that are driving um, what we're up to. But along the same worthiness line, some of us are programmed about how we're supposed to earn what we want, and we think there's a certain amount of work required in order to get it. We aren't comfortable receiving it if we haven't worked hard enough for it, right? Without having done that work, we have trouble receiving what we perceive from our old paradigm to be something for nothing. Um, another reason we sometimes have trouble receiving, I think that... Uh, our manifested desire, it can challenge our self-identity, right? If the way that we think of ourselves or how we know ourselves to be, if it's not in line with having this amazing thing we've been wanting, 
there's a conflict there that needs to be resolved before we are aligned to having it. I ran into that one when I thought of myself as a person who has a certain type of friend and lives a certain lifestyle and dates a certain type of guy. I ran into it last year when I was looking at some really nice homes in ritzy neighborhoods in my 2003 Ford Focus that's covered in dog hair and nose prints on the windows. Uh, I'll I'll share a couple more personal examples later on. But another thing I think sometimes uh, challenges our ability to receive is belief. Um, We haven't learned how to believe in it. Like it's one thing to have a whim or fleeting dream or desire. It's another when it is real life staring you in the face. I know some of us have popped the bubble on something because we thought it was too good to be true. We just dismissed it because it couldn't be real, right? We weren't capable of believing it could be that good. We do it in relationships. We do it at work. I've even done it with money and I have a decent gig going with money. (laughs) We've talked at GVU before about set points and how they can sometimes foil our manifesting success because we're used to a certain way that things are for us, like a certain amount of comfort or happiness in life and anything outside of that zone that we're used to, it can be difficult to receive because it's a different frequency than what we're flowing. So if someone's used to having enough money, then having an abundance of it, it's a whole different vibrational gig. And all of that stuff is relative. You know, what's enough for someone could be an abundance to someone else. This is all personal. So what I'm saying here is that just because we want something doesn't mean we automatically know how to receive it. And it is often a neglected skill to come into that kind of alignment to be able to receive it. Let me share a couple of examples of what this can look like in real life. In fact, I got an email not too long ago from a woman who was reporting, oh, she she manifested this amazing physical healing for herself. I mean, it, it was blowing her mind about how how much her body had transformed. And it only lasted a couple of weeks. After that, she experienced, she called it, an astronomical setback. Yikes, right? I, I hear from people who... They, they manifest fabulous new love into their life, and then they sabotage it. Oh, they're writing wanting to know how to get it back. I myself have done this around money, big windfields of money, and then just to have big expenses come right on the heels of it, right, to maintain the status quo. And I, you've probably heard some of the stories I tell about this. Um, oh, this is before I was LOA savvy. Remember when I did that feng shui treatment for three things? I did it for career wealth and reputation to enhance those three areas of life. And within, oh, it was like, oh, it might've been two weeks. Maybe it was several days. It wasn't long before at work, we got a new department head who tried to recruit me to his department. And and, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. He was over the department that I wanted to be in. Like I would have loved working there more than anywhere else. And it all sounded good until he said that, oh, and the, the, what was cool about this was that um, he was introducing himself to me and he said he'd already heard so much about me. Hello, reputation. Everyone was raving about me. And then uh, he said, <laughs> um, so that was kind of like a, evidence of the feng shui treatment for reputation. And then, um, and here he is trying to recruit me for a really cool job, career, hello. And then here's the wealth part of it. That unfolded. He said, I'd be making three to four times my current salary. 
You guys, I was making good money. To me, in my mind, I was making good money at the time. When I imagined making three, to four, and I was I was loving everything he said until he said that at the very end. He said, "Make be making three to four times my current salary." Oh my gosh! It's like all the wind went out. It's like I froze. It was like, I I did the math on that, and I couldn't conceive of what my life. Okay, here's what I did conceive. <laughs> I could conceive. I conceived that it meant. I would have to dress the way rich people dress, like in khakis instead of jeans. And instead of drinking beer with my friends, I would be at like cocktail parties where they drank drinks that I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> and, oh, I just, I, it was not a lifestyle that appealed to me, but I thought that's what it would mean to make that kind of money. And And honestly, look, I was so uncomfortable with it. I avoided him like the plague for the next three weeks until I heard he'd found someone else. And then I was stopped like hiding in hallways. <laughs> I, but so ridiculous. I didn't know anything back then about what was going on. It was only in hindsight I realized what was happening there. But you you remember my other story? When, oh, I was dating the most amazing guy ever. Hello. Charming, smart, successful, handsome, built like a Greek god. He was so good to me. So, so, so good to me. We'd, we'd only been dating for a little while. He invited me to come over to his house once. He was going to cook dinner. I was like, yay, so doing it. And so he gave me his address and I was driving to his house and I was driving up the hill and I was seeing some pretty nice houses and I was like, wow, like he has some, he, I was imagining he would have like, his house would be kind of dumpy compared to all these ridiculous mansions. No, his was the nicest one on the freaking block. I was, I just, I drove right by it. I didn't know how to stop you guys. I, and none of this was conscious. All I knew was I don't date rich guys. I mean, he was already everything else. If he had maybe been a jerk or something, if it hadn't all been so fabulous, maybe I would have known how to do rich, but you know what? I just kept on driving. I didn't even stop. I was so uncomfortable. I knew about myself. I didn't date guys like this. And again, it was not a conscious knowing. It was driven by some, it was my self-identity, okay? You may or may not have any obvious examples in your your own life that point to the challenges we sometimes experience in receiving amazing things, but this happens often enough that I think it's worth getting really good receiving skills in place so it isn't holding up your manifesting success. So let me cover, I'll do this real quick, five signs that I think show you might have room for improvement in the receiving department. Number one, oh, if you have a tendency to want to return the favor or to pay someone back for something nice that they do for you, because, not because, look, you might just do that because you're a generous, loving person who, that's how you roll. It might be, but it might also be because you get a little uncomfortable, right? When someone's going out of their way to be good to you, like you feel a physical or an emotional discomfort when someone's done something for you that they didn't need to do. Like when someone is trying to treat you for lunch and you insist on paying half or paying the tip or you want to hurry and schedule another one so that you can get square. You know what I mean? Or maybe this has happened to you. Someone's got a free ticket that they're trying to give you to something you'd love to go to and you try to pay them for it, even though it was just going to go to waste. I think that might be a sign. Here's another sign. 
If you have a tendency to look for the catch when something fabulous appears, whether it's for yourself or someone else, <laughs> because you just suspect it's too good to be true, like, oh, you're wondering, oh, is he married or is he gay? Is it drug money? <laughs> Did they sell their soul to create? I mean, we sometimes that's a sign. We don't know how to receive the full, the whole shebang, the full goods. Another sign might be if you dismiss compliments rather than enjoy them graciously. That's a sign. A fourth one might be if you refuse help or assistance. Oh my gosh, I'm smiling because I did this one, I don't know, day before yesterday. Or not just refusing help or assistance, but incapable of asking for it when you could clearly use it because you don't want to put someone else out or you don't want to appear helpless. Mine was, I had a couple of, a husband and wife came over to look at one of my foster cats and Chewy had just delivered three ginormous boxes to my porch. Ginormous. And um, the guy, the husband, he kind of commented because he was kind of blocking the doorway. And uh, he's like, he, he reached to grab them. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Leave those. And frankly, I could have used the help getting them inside. Oh, that's a sign. Another sign. If there's something you've been wanting for a long time that hasn't happened yet, that could be a sign. Your receiving skills aren't up to par. I'm not saying for sure, but it could be. So how do we go about enhancing our ability to receive? We have addressed this at GVU before. Yay! So you can search the archived calls for, I think we did it last year as part of our Year of the Manifestor series. I can't remember what month it was, but I think there's one there for receiving. I also wrote an entire ebook on self-love practices. I believe enhancing our self-love is one of the best ways for us to get better at this. Got a whole ebook on it. Um, but I do have five tips for you that I'm going to offer in this module of our Neglected Skills course. So five ways we can become better receivers. Number one, <laughs> you can imagine your way into the good life. Seriously, just by practicing thoughts of it often enough that you condition yourself to be used to it so it feels normal and expected to you. That does work. But you guys, that is not a one-time thing. It's not just something you do for two weeks and then set it aside. And you want to be very cognizant of the difference between entertaining a fantasy versus practicing a new reality, right? Because if you're, if you're daydreaming to escape an unwanted reality, that's different than immersing yourself vibrationally in a new reality. There's, I'm not describing this very well, but there's a difference between a fantasy and a commitment to a new intention or dream. But when we do that right, that can work. Second way, I like practicing the good life, like enjoyment and appreciation. Did I say that with, I said that with a weird attitude or the weird energy, huh? Uh, yeah, so we just, we practice enjoying life so that more good stuff fits right in to how we're already used to rolling. Does that make sense? Like we revel in what there is to enjoy and, and we practice up-leveling that to stretch ourselves into new territory. Look, I sometimes do the extreme of this with clients. I'll assign them diva homework, like to practice being a diva. Okay. We're not really, sometimes diva has a negative connotation. I'm not really looking to bring that negative aspect in, but if we shoot for 
that kind of experience will probably land in some in a pretty nice place like where we really just expect life to be super fabulous for us that's i get some really cool stories from clients about engaging that homework uh, um, how well that can do to enhance our receiving skills i got a couple of fun stories, but I don't really have permission to share them, so I won't elaborate. Okay, third way to become a better receiver. Become a better asker. (laughs) That's kind of like that breathing practice. You know how they tell you sometimes you don't have to even pay any attention to a good inhale if you just do a really good exhale. (laughs) If you just pay attention to that side of the formula or the equation, then you'll automatically be a good inhaler. Okay, it's. I think it's the same thing with receiving and asking. If you can become a better asker, you are likely going to become a better receiver. I loved the book Rejection Proof. I forget the author's name. Such a. He just writes about how he had. He he challenged himself with a hundred different. He his intention was to practice experience rejection so that he would be immune to it because he recognized it was stopping him in life. So he would ask people things that he was pretty sure they would say no to just so he could like um, condition himself to be okay with it. What he found was that people really went out of their way to say yes to him. (laughs) It was a cool thing. Jack Canfield has talked about becoming a world-class asker. (laughs) Love that idea. So I think this can be another way for us to become better receivers. Learn how to be a better asker. Fourth way to become a better receiver, model someone who's good at this. Study them. Follow their lead. My favorite mentors to enhance our receiving skills are toddlers and cats. (laughs) Really, really good at it. If you just follow their lead, they will show you the way. Okay, and fifth. Yeah. Worthiness and self-love. These are practices that can help too. Consciously affirming and knowing yourself to be someone who deserves all the very best that life has to offer and loving yourself so much that you don't limit or put a cap on the good things you're willing to experience. Those are probably the best ways to become a powerful receiver. And it could be as simple as, here's a sixth bonus tip. It could be as simple as intending or affirming that you're a good receiver, right? Just like saying, I am now receiving all the best things life has to offer, or I'm willing to receive all the best things, or I'm in the process of receiving whatever feels good to you to engage, or maybe I am a skilled receiver, or I, I will, I've played with this one before. I can't remember if I said I know how to receive the very best from life or I receive the very best from life, but something along those lines, I started doing that when I found myself driving by some places that I felt a little like hope no one sees me looking at this in my little Ford Focus, little me with no husband, no no one else to help me do this. It's just little old me in this, looking at this thing, this property I have no business looking at. That's when I was like, okay, girl, <laughs> you got some work to do. <laughs> but however you choose to go about it, I hope I've inspired you to at least pay more attention to this skill that I think is often neglected in, for our manifesting that I think could very well be our biggest block to living exactly what we want to live. If you've got thoughts, tips, or questions, or some cool stories to share, post in the forum, please. And um, thanks for listening. And here's to all of us getting expert status <laughs> as professional receivers. <laughs> I like that thought. All right. Happy manifesting, everyone.